0: welcome back episode four of a little bit yes yes it's four um
1: welcome back yeah no
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh we're delusional very long week uh but this week we do have a juicy topic for you so we're gonna be discussing good girl syndrome and just kind of like the conditioning of good girl syndrome itself and how it kind of is the way it is Um,
0: Yeah, very, very juicy topic for sure. There's a lot to unpack with that, so stay tuned. But first, we're going to review last week's episode, which is all about the emotional complexities that we face in our own lives when it comes to making friends and starting afresh, which is a really real thing. So we put a bit of a poll up last week to see how you guys were feeling in regards to that topic. And very, very interesting results. So 90% of you, said that you want to make new friends um but most of you said you struggled to prioritize your friendships and letting people into your life so really interesting insight as to how people kind of are holding themselves back in a way i suppose because they can't get over that trust barrier which is really really hard so what do you think eden
1: yeah i mean i think it's (laughs) sorry i was (laughs) waiting for a moment to come in there (laughs) um um I think it's hilarious that people want to make friends, but they don't want to make time for friends. It's pretty telling.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So
1: everyone, now you know what you have to do.
0: (laughs) Make time for your friends. Make time. All right, so before we get into today's episode, let's get into our deep dives and intrusive thoughts. Eden, what have you got for me this week? Yes,
1: so I have um, this week been trying to I've had a lot on my mind this week, but I think one thing that I'd like to discuss is my relationship that I want with drinking and alcohol for the next few months. So, ooh, this is big Yeah, one. so I I wouldn't say that I drink like every weekend. Um not at all, but it's just I think at our age it's hard to finding that balance and the relationship with alcohol and how much you want to go out and party, say, um, is a tricky one because you want to make friends. And the fact is, if you want to make friends, it's harder to do it if you don't want to drink alcohol. So I don't mind having a few drinks, but at the moment, I'm just kind of figuring out what I want over the next few months in terms of like how much I want to drink alcohol in terms of mental stability, health, getting a lot done. There's lots I wanna get done over the next few months. So yeah, I think it's a big topic, like you said. It's something I've been kind of thinking about this week.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like in Australia, especially it's such a social thing when you're meeting new people to go out for drinks, especially in like a city like Melbourne. Mm. So it is a bit bit of a tough one. Mm. My deep dive this week is Diary of a CEO great podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do. But it's a particular episode. It's episode 241. Wow, we're off to a great start today. Episode 241. So it's called Stress is Killing You, Five Proven Steps to Reverse Its Effects. And he interviews Deepak Chopra. He is an alternative medicine pioneer and author. And he's actually been named one of Time's magazine's top 100 influential people of the world so he's quite well educated and very well spoken the whole episode i just found really fascinating it really put life into perspective for me a bit um like life is supposed to be enjoyed like don't why are you so stressed all the time and making actual time to find moments for joy and all like you said last week and um yeah it really kind of just made me check myself and it's a really really amazing episode it's, it's very long so there's a lot to unpack about it but definitely would recommend you getting around to that this week intrusive thought this week is kind of related to that my intrusive thought is not to take myself so seriously all the time and to just relax and life will happen as it's meant to happen and it's the fact that you can control some things in your life and to do the best with those things you can control but also the things you can't control let them be and at the end of the day you still have yourself you still have those people those core people in your life and everything will be okay so it's just not to take life so seriously a bit and just to enjoy the journey. That's my intrusive thought. Love that. What about you? Mine is how bad, I don't know.
1: maybe bad's the wrong word, but like how impactful having a public holiday on a Tuesday is. <laughs> I feel like it just completely mess up everything. You don't know what day it is, it's a bit of a random day isn't oh, it oh it was just Why weird everyone was like it was the longest but the shortest week it was and it just impacts yeah. your routine so negatively i know it did for me and it did for a few other people that i know obviously like the purpose of the public holiday was very like it's a very well, it's um, exact day. important yeah. holiday yeah so, yeah obviously we don't want it to be changed no. or anything but the, the fact because it changes it's on the 25th of yeah, april it's every day so it's not like it changes it. each yeah. year but having it on tuesday was just so i just threw everything out it was so weird so that was my my intrusive thought was like catching up the whole week because of tuesday being thrown off yeah. today's topic we'll be talking about good girl syndrome We're gonna dive into what it is and where it comes from, from our personal stories, why it's a problem and how it can affect our adulthood. So good girl syndrome is the conditioning we experience from a young age to never show our anger or to allow people to violate our boundaries and things that make us uncomfortable to please others. So being quiet and not talking up is just seen as like the best option. We want to talk about where we've seen this and how common we actually think it is and just kind of dive into all things of this topic because it's something we've both experienced in different ways
0: yeah i think this is an issue for many if not all women because i think we're all conditioned to you know seek external validation from others and A lot of, I know in at least my life and a lot of my friends and girlfriends have difficulty setting boundaries. And at this age, they're kind of waking up to that and trying to realize how they can set boundaries and they don't have to feel guilty or ashamed for expressing their desires and their needs. So it is a really, really interesting conversation to be having and to unpack where it actually comes from. And you know, how we can move away from that and not feel that need to be liked and approved by everyone all the time and just be who we are and be able to express our feelings and our um, values and be heard and, and respected for that as well. So, I mean, to kind of identify if you're actually struggling with good girl syndrome, there are a few key symptoms. And the main one is thinking that being loved is contingent on being nice. So basically, if you believe your value as a person and how people will like you is by being a nice person and doing nice things for everyone all the time.
1: There also is the other side of that as well. So, people who, women who do speak up and do set those boundaries, the unfortunate side of that is that they actually can end up being labeled as too outspoken or too assertive. So there are the two spectrums of this issue really, and how we can actually start being accepted by people around us and not call people like they're overreacting just for speaking their needs. Mm -hmm. And when women actually are starting to speak up, there shouldn't be negativity expressed towards that. I think that's also
0: really important other
1: side of this topic.
0: It kind of comes from a lot of places it might not seem like a huge deal to someone who's an adult or because you know everyone likes people who are nice like being nice is not the issue but it is a really big deal to little girls and to people who are hearing these messages because it gets seared into your psyche from such a young age and i think that's what the issue is because a lot of women who are entering adulthood and into the workforce and in relationships are noticing that they have this this desire and these feelings and don't know how to express themselves or how to set boundaries and say no. And then that puts them in a lot of uncomfortable situations that they can't get out of. Yeah, or
1: even telling people that you are uncomfortable and you're allowed to do that i i read this amazing quote by the whole holistic psychologist and bear with me because i'm going to read it out she said that being a good girl comes with a high price because we aren't able to say we're uncomfortable or tell someone no or express how we truly feel from a young age girls start to go into a freeze or fawn trauma response because of this she gives an example of a young girl who feels uncomfortable with her uncle who drinks a lot and is loud. And so your intuition tells you to avoid him. Your well-meaning mother senses your discomfort rather than helping to guide you through your discomfort to validate your feelings and to teach you how to honor your own boundaries. She tells you to go give him a hug. She tells you that it's polite and to not be rude and so the messaging is clear external appearance is more important than your feelings as she hugs him her body goes into a freeze and she slowly learns to disconnect from her emotions to appease those around her i think that's so perfectly um
0: encapsulates
1: what we're trying to talk about today yeah Yeah. and
0: it teaches girls that their role in social settings is to be liked so you know it's it leads to this hyper vigilance to focus on what people think of you and how you appear and if you're being well received all the time, instead of just listening, being in tune with your intuition and listening to how you feel and what feels right for you. And you kind of get taught to put that aside and to focus on what people want instead of your own emotions and feelings.
1: We do want to believe things are moving in a positive way, and I believe they are, but guys are so much told they're allowed to act however they want. Dad can act however he wants. Like, you know, the boys act however Mm. they want. Just how households are naturally, I guess, stereotyped is that the girls just go along with what's being said or what's being done
0: that might actually make you feel uncomfortable. And people are such complex beings and have you know deep size to so them? like not everyone's always perfect and nice all the time so it's actually a real problem teaching young girls that they have to be this certain way 24 7 because they feel like something's wrong with them if they don't feel that way and yeah like you said as a young girl you're taught boys will be boys but you're expected to be a certain way so it is really interesting to see where this comes from and I think a lot of girls will get a lot out of this episode as we unpack it a bit as well so,
1: my experience with this topic has been quite opposite to the quote unquote, good girl syndrome. Um, I have always been the one from my family, my cousins, and even friends who would be labelled as like the angry one. I say <laughs> it sounds so bad. It sounds terrible, right? But that's actually not what it is. and I'll give examples as to why. I don't believe it is like I have struggled with my anger my whole life Mm. because I have been very outspoken. I have always kind of gone against the status quo, say, Mm. in how I speak and what I stand up for. And if I'm not happy with something, I will say it. So um, You're just very outspoken. Yeah, I just outspoken, but often with people around me, I've been labeled as the angry one or the one who will speak her mind. And I've actually been labeled as scary and been told by multiple people that I'm scary, which I disagree, but that's what I've been told. So um, as we speak about this, I realize how much deep rooted and not in, I don't think that guys who say this Or even girls think it's coming from a negative place but it shows how deeply rooted this issue actually is for me saying what i think and saying what i feel is labeled as scary um i've just often just own it because as much as i've had my struggles with the anger and stuff i have just learned that it's not actually bad it's just my deep desire to want to stand up for what's right and what i know is wrong no matter how much i'm seen as dramatic or like i can handle guys calling me dramatic right yeah i i can handle that way more than i can handle not saying something it it, i can confidently say that i have never regretted speaking up to something that is out of line because i know that i stand by what i've said and i don't care if i come off as, as a bit crazy or dramatic because They think that, that's their problem.
0: It's just that people aren't used to it seeing it. Yeah, Like I know when I've been around you and you've been speaking outwardly about something, I am like, Oh, thank god you said that because like everyone's <laughs> thinking it but no one has the balls to actually express it so and that's just because it's so ingrained in us not to and it's not even something controversial you're just actually sticking up for what's right but that's so not normal that people see it as wow that's scary like she's yeah doing that, literally you know? so
1: yeah because you can feel the mood shift when it happens like if there's a group of like at least a few guys around um and girls as well you if you speak out and say this controversial say thing towards the conversation that's happening maybe you can feel the awkward shift like an example earlier on this year I was at a pub in a group setting and what was being said was so misogynistic and I was just not happy Mm. I was and I said I stood up to them and I just called out what they were saying. And then, of course, what was thrown back at me was it's just a joke, like chill out, you know, just those c- oh, comment I And I that. won't go into details because if they're listening it'll be awkward but no but they they know what i said you know mm. I, and i just told them like you think you're funny you're not funny and um just the mood shifted completely and they just couldn't believe that i was actually saying yeah it's
0: like oh shit it becomes awkward yeah it became all it did become like awkward, why was... why are you allowed to speak about something that's really disrespectful and really hurtful to some people in the room and get to laugh about it i would call that scary not me actually sticking up for how i'm feeling that's not scary
1: oh my god that should
0: be met with oh my god i didn't realize i'm so sorry let's move on let's talk about something else yep and there was no there was no apology there was nothing and it was just so
1: written off as i was overreacting and that it was a joke and my uh feeling uncomfortableness that's not really a word but we'll roll with it um was just invalidated, which is just mm. beyond me, but
0: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just being gaslit for your feelings, which is the entire topic we're actually talking about. It's people making your feelings feel belittled or s- small or like they're not real, which is gaslighting. As much as I hate to yeah. use that word because it's so like overused now, but Buzzword, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, my experience with good girl syndrome is kind of on the opposite scale to you, Eden. I think I've experienced like what you said more so in my adulthood, um, more recently, because I've, I think as my confidence has grown and I've I've been more forthright with my opinions, I've been met with comments like, "Oh, you're a big personality," or "You're scary," or "You're," you know. And I I don't I know my core and who I am, and I'm not someone who's a scary person. So it's it's kind of conflicting when you hear that and you're like. It's a bit jarring hearing that and knowing that you're just actually speaking your mind. so I do relate to what you say yeah, it makes you it makes you second guess yourself like oh exactly. am I being
1: angry or am I being too forthcoming?
0: So yeah. you do
1: second guess what you what you do, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think where my experience has been mostly, I've been really blessed with having parents, I think, as a young child, especially my dad, who's encouraged me to always be encouraged to speak my mind. So I think that is why in my adulthood, when I met with that, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, why do you think I'm scary? So I'm very blessed for that. But I have really struggled mostly as I was coming of age and in my teenagehood with the concept of being liked and being a people pleaser right and chasing this external validation of people's perceptions and did become obsessed with how people viewed me and instead of focusing on who i am i put more value if not all of my value in how i looked how i showed myself to the world how people viewed me and i wanted to be that person that everybody liked and everybody saw as someone who is really nice and interesting yeah. and cool and easygoing and not problematic. And I it made me realize what people wanted from me because you get validated, right? People People like that. When you are that way, you get validated because that's society's expectation of you is to be this certain temperament, I should say. And it's this is toxic cycle of, oh, I can't be too opinionated. You agree with other people's points, even if you don't really agree with it because you just want to be easygoing and not cause any polarization in the conversation, even if you don't really agree with what they're saying. So that's like where I kind of sit with it because I have noticed I really struggle with people pleasing. I don't want to be the person that causes disruption. I want to be the person that everybody is happy with. So that's my experience with it.
1: Yeah, I think that really encapsulates like the effect of good girl syndrome from a young age right like you just subconsciously go along with it and you just subconsciously become into this woman that you think will be desired or is the perfect woman who pleases everyone and does everything elegantly because the idea of a woman not doing that can make her labeled things like a bitch or over emotional or even like crazy, you know? So who wants to be labeled that, right? Nobody does. So we just do those things that are the perfect picture of
0: what you think will get accepted. Taylor Swift really summarizes this from her Miss Americana documentary. Her quote is a nice girl smiles and waves and says, thank you. A nice girl doesn't make people feel uncomfortable with her views. A nice girl doesn't force their opinions on people. I became everything everybody wanted me to be. I want to wear pink and tell you how I feel about politics. And I don't think those things have to cancel each other out. And I really love this because it's basically just summarizes everything we're talking about today. That need to be liked and validated, and how when she finally got an award, she got to the podium and just like, This is all I wanted, and I'm left with no one to share this with. And she's like, Wow, I've really just been chasing people's approval. I've really just been chasing this need to be perceived as this nice, innocent girl because that's what people respond well to. And I think the whole I want to wear pink and tell you about politics, I want to embrace my femininity, and I want to be a woman who is layered and has good sides and bad sides and I want to be dynamic and I have an opinion about something and I might be wrong, but I want to be able to express that and not feel put down for it. I want to be a human being, you know, I want to be complex and flawed and have that be accepted and okay. I love it. And I think that
1: we do have this tendency to tend to like be like, oh, it's a bit far that that opinion. Like it's a bit feminist, you know? I'm not a feminist, la, la, la. But it's like, that's not what we're saying. It's literally Mm -hmm. not. It's saying we want to be heard. We want to be seen. And we don't want to fit this mold. We want to be freely and openly ourselves. And if we are uncomfortable, we will. We want to be able to say that and we don't want to have to avoid it. I want people to think about, oh, actually, maybe what I did say is the wrong yeah. thing. Because I feel like that's the bare minimum. Go home and think about, okay, I made her feel uncomfortable. Why? And how
0: can I fix that? Yeah. And I think like just on your actual specific example before, and this is for everybody, women, men, whatever need to learn how to take ownership when somebody is uncomfortable and say sorry and just like move on like that should be the basis if somebody's uncomfortable with what you're saying and you've actually hurt somebody like it should be just basic human knowledge to be like i'm sorry
1: yeah if they're standing up to you and being like that actually doesn't sit right with me for this and this reason like you give reasons as well like you don't even you shouldn't even have to do that but you do that and they Mm. still don't accept you and think you're being uh overreacting or whatever that just i just don't that does not sit well with me and i think that's where we really need to see improvement because really with this topic like we know people can do crazy things right that's not what we're talking about we aren't here to make excuses for bad behavior we're here Mm. to express how women are perceived When women are feeling this feeling of anger or passion towards something
0: and then written off as being overreacting or being irrational so i think we've kind of already touched on this but like what is the problem with being a nice girl right because being kind and nice is a great quality in people and it's good for like anybody any gender so how do you know whether you're a nice person in the healthy sense or a nice girl in the problematic one like where's the line that is crossed there
1: being a kind person is a great quality, right? So we don't want to disregard like kindness, being a nice person, Um, but we just wanna talk about the problematic side of it and how Mm -hmm. it teaches women that they can't be those two things like nice and also opinionated.
0: Yeah, it teaches women that they can't be sweet and wicked. Like they can't be nice and bitchy or rude or they can't be generous and super selfish like that is teaching them they can only be the good and anything bad is problematic and wrong I mean in any movie you ever watch the heroic or likable protagonist always has an arc and a mean and dark side and they have to you know wrestle with that and just sit with it and embrace it almost and use it for good and I think that's how we are as human beings like you can't be a hero without vulnerability. And I think that's the problem here is that girls are being taught that they can't express themselves or be vulnerable or set a boundary or assert themselves without fear of judgment and criticism and worry about what others will think of them.
1: Yeah, well, I bet there's so many situations where women have felt as if they want to express how they feel or speak up because something was inappropriate or they felt like they did disagree with what was happening um but they've felt outnumbered or it's not it's not the setting to say something like it's not Mm. the time you know like we touched on at the start like you have to be polite and it's rude to do that right now where it when's the right time you know Mm. we often hear things that are funny at the detriment of someone else and I, i just it doesn't really sit right because how far does it go, you know? How far does it go? Because you can be sitting there and it's one joke after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's like, actually, I do have a problem with what you're joking about. And the only reason it's funny is because you're in a group of people who are all toxic thinking the same thing is funny. Like grow up and find a better joke, literally. Like, because you might be the only female there and they're all joking about something that's not actually funny. If there were any other randoms sitting in on this, that think you're a dick. So just find better jokes. And if someone says they're uncomfortable with something, apologize and yeah. reflect on, on what you're talking about. Be a decent human
0: being. Take ownership, take responsibility, like be an adult, move on. It's not that big of a deal and it shouldn't be to just own up to hurting someone. I do
1: think that, though, if we don't start saying things. How are these people supposed to learn and grow and develop emotionally? I know, I know that some people you will never get through to. And that is one thing that I have been conditioned to. You hear, oh, that's just how he thinks. Oh, that's just um, uh, Joe being Joe. Sorry, I just use a random name. You know, like just ignore him, honey. He doesn't mean it, you know, those comments, just ignore him, just ignore him. He's just being,
0: he's just being silly. It's more so the feeling of you having to internalize your intuition and your anger because it's not appropriate to call it out, which is so problematic. And I think there is a line, like people are also entitled to their own thoughts and beliefs and they are entitled to freedom of speech and they're entitled to say and express their thoughts. But that's what we're saying is women feel like they can't and are taught that they're not allowed to really
1: yeah i think that's a really good point and something that mm. i personally am trying to work on is delivery right if you're unhappy with someone's opinion that is their opinion and mm. and, and it's a difference with jokes and stupid stuff being thrown around but if someone's you're actually disagreeing with someone's opinion just the way you deliver that but this can be met of both ways like you're just dis- you saying you'll disagree with someone and they're not meeting you with respect, it's really hard to main- maintain calmness and maintain um, not lashing out out of emotion because you realize that they actually have no respect with what you're for what you're saying right now. And that's a really hard thing to come to terms with. And unfortunately, some people just aren't emotionally intelligent enough. They're not and you can't fix that. But I don't think that that means you shouldn't say anything just because the person isn't emotionally intelligent enough, or if they're just so caught up in their own ways and their own social circles. I still think it's worth just making at least some kind of comment to stand up to them or just Mm. to make them maybe think you never know, like they might think, go home and think about it. Who knows?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just think it normalizes sticking up for yourself and for other people in the room like whether someone's being bullied or whatever it is if someone's actually being picked on or is getting hurt or whatever the situation is you feel uncomfortable normalize sticking up for yourself and the people around you and your friends and you don't have to feel shy away from not speaking up and this does become quite dangerous when women are who find themselves in situations that are really harmful on a more serious note and they don't feel like they can set their own boundaries and say no or or whatever, because they feel like they have to be polite or they have to dance around their actual feelings. So it is quite a serious topic. And I think we should normalize people just sticking up for themselves more.
1: I completely agree. And I will say that it is not just men who are guilty of this um, shutting down or dismissing females opinions. I know other women can actually contribute to this negative and toxic behavior of the labeling and things like that but i really like what we want out of this conversation is to encourage females to embrace their femininity femininity and also embrace being assertive and speaking up for what's right and what they believe in and the balance of that how powerful it is um I feel like if we can practice that in our everyday lives, it's very freeing.
0: I mean, just what Taylor just said, you can wear pink and talk about politics. Like you can have both and you can be emotional and passionate and still be listened to and respected. It shouldn't be the opposite.
1: Definitely. And don't be afraid to speak up about what you will and won't accept because you can remember that you can be assertive and you can also be kind and patient. We can work on being all these things Mm. for the greater good, you know? Um, But we did wanna touch on some ways to overcome this good girl syndrome because it is obviously like we talked about, it is a real thing. And I know some people would probably be reflecting on some of their own personal stories and paths with it. So we just wanna touch on a few ways to do that
0: yeah i mean there's no because it is such a internalized topic that women deal with is there's no real easy way to overcome it it's not like a five-step to overcoming good girl syndrome but i just think having the conversation being aware of it and your own tendencies with it and to slowly learn and practice new skills that you are putting yourself out of your comfort zone and to slowly rewire your brain because it is worth doing the work for sure. And then consciously choosing to act and think differently in when you are in those situations and be open about it. So don't take yourself so seriously and just catch yourself out when you're doing it and be like, oh yeah, okay, I did overstep my own boundaries there a bit. I'm aware of it. I'll make sure, you know, I won't do it next time. But just a reminder, the best you is you with all of your complexities and that's what people are going to love. Love
1: it. Yes. Be you. that's like that's what we want from this we want people to like stand up for themselves be themselves embrace all parts of themselves but um most of all we really want to hear your experiences on this and any opinions you might have on this topic because we do feel passionately about it and we want to know any anyone else who have been on either ends of the spectrum because we do need all types of women in the world and we should also not be afraid to support each other and uh, we see the pressures that are out there so we just want to hear your opinions. so please let us know what you think. Okay so now we have asking for a friend. We love asking for a friend. Our favorite segment. Yes. So this week's question was who should be expected to pay on the first date? And the results were, So, what were they?
0: So we had three options this week. We had one, the man, two, the woman, or three other, but you had to tell us why. You thought it had to be a different reason. So, no one chose the woman, which isn't that surprising. I feel like everyone can say that no one really expects the woman to pay on the first date. The man was 60, well, 59%, but let's round it up to 60. And other tell us why was 40%. So, most people still believe the man should pay on the first date. Which isn't that surprising, but also kind of surprised me a bit. I feel like more, I I expected more people to push back on that. And we had some really interesting write-ins as well as to why people thought the man shouldn't pay on the first date. Eden, what did you think about this?
1: I kind of agree with most of the things that were wrote in. Like I put that the man should just typically because it's like women have so much to pay for. We have makeup and shit. We had to buy a cute outfit, like just pay for dinner, seriously. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, oy, facts.
1: <laughs> no, but I think in terms of first dates, being realistic there's a lot of factors and pretty much the ones that were mostly written in were who asked the person um or some others
0: so whoever asks the person on the date should pay for the date is basically yeah yeah. that which is yeah fair enough one one that got wrote in is it's got to be a beautiful battle of the woman offering and making it known that 50 50 is the norm but then the man being a gentleman and offering to pay anyway and then yes that's what that's you what go, I agree with. Yeah. You, so after the first date and the man pays, following dates, you either go 50-50 or you take turns.
1: From I agree I agree with that. That's, uh, that's... that's the vibe.
0: I agree with that too. Yeah, I think that tricky. there's an element like is it's a nice thing to do. It's being like a gentleman. And I think that's still a good thing to do.
1: Yeah. And establishing paying 50-50 very early on is a dangerous slope. So if you put in that you think 50-50, and be careful with this, if you say, I think 50-50 is how it should be, they are gonna expect that for your whole relationship. So like, unless it's your birthday or some shit, they are gonna want you to split all the time. And now girls, I know you don't want that. I know you don't want that. So like, let's not play these games of pretending that we, I think like exactly what that person wrote in, being willing, and doing it as well, like taking them out on a date as well, planning stuff to do for them. I think that's great. But establishing that you think it's just 50-50 or the man pays, I think you kind of need to think about that a bit more.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. But also we did have some people write in that it depends on the date because if you are just scoping each other out and it's not like a proper date and you're just kind of like testing the waters, does the man is the man expected to pay? Also, do you want the man to pay? Because I know in my experience, having like a hangout with a man that kind of ends up being unformally a date, and then them offering to pay, I'm like, no, please don't. Because then I feel like I owe him like hanging out with him again, and so yeah. Is it a date
1: though? That's what, like because I think my so my boyfriend now our first ha- our first date. I don't actually think it was a date. I think it was us we went to the beach so we got food obviously he didn't pay for me but
0: i didn't see it as a date then he then asked me out on a date that's different i think because you're friends and then you end up liking each other and then you go on a formal date and then that's your first date and then you kind of would expect him to pay i think yeah so i think hangouts but if no but say you meet up from someone on tinder and you're just scoping each other out and it is a date but like you end up, you know, you're just sussing them out. What if you don't actually like him and you don't want to see him again? But and what then are you doing? K, being the gentleman. Well, you might not know if you like him yet. You're just hanging out. You know what I mean? Like you might like him, but you've only ch- chat on Tinder for like a week. And now you're like, oh, well, let's hang out and see if I like him. You meet him in person. It's not you good. Don't. The chemistry's <laughs> off. Like- and then he's like being a gentleman, like, no, I'll pay, I'll pay. And then you're like, fuck, no. like, yeah. Oh I'm gonna see him again. You know what I mean?
1: But that's your intuition. That's your intuition like coming forward and being like, well, I don't actually want to see him again. Let's just not make him pay, which I think is respectful and the good thing to do. But if you actually like each other If you actually like each other, I think it's fair to say that if the guy asks you to go out for dinner, he should be paying. If you actually already know each other.
0: What if you you asked to go out for dinner though? If you asked to go out for dinner and you asked a guy out on a date, would you still expect him to pay?
1: Uh, No, but I would expect him to at least offer yeah. 50-50. That's why I'm saying, I think I agree with the offering for the first date is not a terrible thing to do, but you've got to be careful because he might expect that. Yeah, true, true. Anyways, guys, good luck out there. <laughs> good luck out there is what I have to say about that. <laughs> Anyway, guys,
0: I think that's all we have time for this week. But thank you for tuning in if you have made it this far. Um, If you did like our episode, please leave us a review. Or just let us know what you think. Slide on into our DMs at a little bit deep podcast on Instagram. Get involved now asking for a friend this week. And we'll see you next week.